Welcome to the Parables of Plant Medicine. On this season, season three of the podcast, we are going to get wide and deep on plant medicine experiences that devolve and evolve around metaphysics, the realms of the energetic reality, the power of gratitude, and shared spiritual and psychedelic experiences. This season is also an important one to me and a special one to me as it is dedicated to my grandma who gave us 106 years of wisdom, love, and compassion. Thank you for being incredible, Grandma. You will be forever missed. Jeff Wilson here with Denise Murphy. Denise, I have been trying to get you on the Parables of Plant Medicine since the first episode of season one, and I am absolutely delighted to have you here with us uh, on season three. Welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, the reason I say that is because um, you are at one of my first um, plant medicine journeys. You uh, are an absolute glowing angel when you talk to you. You are an intuition workshop facilitator. You are a um, past life regression facilitator. You are working on your plant medicine integration certification. You are uh, part of a team that's building a healing uh, center out um, near La Fortuna. Yeah, near La Fortuna. And, uh, and every time I've talked to someone about you, they have always said, wow, uh, she knew stuff about me or about my past that nobody else would know unless she was really uh, had the skills and the abilities and the things that she had. And uh, I found that to be the case uh, during the uh, into. Uh, the intuition workshop, which I absolutely love doing with you. And uh, yeah, so thanks so much for being on the show. My pleasure, Jeff. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about uh, your journey into plant medicine. What was the reason you sort of started and decided this is something you wanted to do? Well, if you don't mind, just before we get into that, there's something that I want to share. And that is about our shared experience together. Uh -oh. <laughs> so I know you mentioned this on another podcast with Lee, but I wanted to touch on it again because it was so funny. So <laughs> okay. this was this was a mushroom and changa ceremony. And we took our chocolates, watched the sunset together. It was beautiful. And then we're on our mats and we receive our changa. And it was just for me, it was amazing. It was so joyous. It was just fantastic. So later on, I'm on my mat, eyes closed, blasting through dimensions on a, at a rocket speed. Everyone in the room is on the journey with me, eyes eyes open, and then I'm back in the Maloka. And it was just so, so amazing going through that. And all of a sudden, I hear this sound. And it's like someone is digging, 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 digging. And then rattle, 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 rattle. Crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> and I look over and here's Jeff munching on a big bag of chips. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm never going to live that down. And it is, uh, it was <laughs> hilarious. 
you are not. And then I, um, I, you know, laughed at you, went, went back to my journey. And next thing something struck me when I looked here was you were throwing a package of cookies at me. So you had the munchies and you were being bad and you wanted everyone to be bad with you. <laughs> anyway, it's I just funny. thought I'd- it's funny you say that. I feel I've been called the instigator of a lot of uh, movements <laughs> and evenings that uh, sort of became uh, legendary stories. So uh, I- I'm glad you were able to resist the ridiculousness that I was that night. And, uh, <laughs> I and threw I- the cookies back at you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I-, I remember you mostly uh, throughout that whole night. At certain times, you were just yelling, uh i love my life and uh and then a <laughs> little giggle and it was an amazing um an amazing moment uh and it was uh yeah it was it was, it was incredible and and for the experience of that it was, it was cool because you were had a smile on your face and lee was like going to kill me like so it was like the the, the uh, understanding the uh the dynamic of my behavior sometimes uh allows me to experience other people in ways that uh, are very uh uh educational i guess we could say but uh yeah it was uh it was fantastic and actually tonight uh ashley and i are going to a mushroom ceremony uh in samurai so it should be uh should be an interesting time again i will uh i, w- I won't bring chips or cookies i'll, I'll bring them but i'll i'll, uh, I'll make sure i eat enough <laughs> before i get there so i don't have to get them hey listeners pia here so i worked with jeff wilson to write his book evolve the parables of plant medicine if you've been feeling a little lost lately and haven't looked into the magical world of plant medicine yet here is your sign to discover the depths of their power read jeff's book to learn more about his journey to healing and transformation and how you can get started i highly recommend this book just search amazon for evolve the parables of plant medicine to get your copy And if you would like to write a book, you can go to my website at www.piaedberg.com. So back to your question. Um, I think for me, um, I I had been on a spiritual path for a while. And I, I don't know where I first came across it, probably in the movies, I don't know. But I always had this calling to a vision quest. You know, you see it on the, on times on movies and documentaries and things about Native people that go out in the woods and, you know, have their meet, meet their spirit guides. And this was something I knew my spirit guides were around me and around everybody else. And I was getting messages and dabbling and sharing them. And I wanted to open that up and learn to trust it. And I just felt this calling towards plant medicine that it was going to help pull me into the direction of my purpose in life. So I did a bit of research and I don't even know where I first heard the name Iowa, the word ayahuasca, I heard of the mother, but I did a bit of research around that and decided, you know, that was what I wanted to do. And um, in my research, I came across this blog where this guy says, you don't find the mother, she finds you. And I thought, mm, that's a bit woo-hooey. Uh, I'm going to, <laughs> I have a plan. I'm going to Costa Rica and I'm going to do ayahuasca. So I found what seemed like a credible place and um, in Costa Rica and did a, they, they had a doctor call me to do a medical 
um, intake assessment. And that was very impressive to me. It made me feel safe about it, you know. And uh, and I passed and I paid my deposit. My best friend was going with me. And so she did hers and didn't pass because she was on a particular medication that was contraindicated. And while she knew it and was weaning herself off of it, she wasn't going to be off it for a full 30 days. So then she, uh, we came on to Costa Rica because we were going anyway. And we looked for it while we were down here. But by then we ended up, we were in party mode. And that is contraindicated <laughs> with the mother. <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of... Um, we kind of gave that up, gave up that idea. And um, when I got back home after my holiday here, uh, I went to a spiritual retreat in Canada and there was a shaman there. I asked if she had ever done ayahuasca and she said she she brings in another shaman and they, they do it uh, twice a year and that she was just looking for a place. And I said, what kind of place? And she said, well, a house will do. I said, I have a house. So I ended up, the mother found me in my own living room <laughs> in Canada, so, not in Costa Rica. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, interesting so, story. So it was like you're, you you went there, and it's like so many of us, we can get distracted in Costa Rica by the fun and the partying and the beaches and everything like that. Um, and and it's interesting that uh, she tracked it out. <laughs> yeah. So for the next three years, I hosted uh, next three or four years to. Twice a year, I hosted a shaman in my living room, and uh, and had ceremonies uh, there. So it was it was amazing to be in the comfort of your own home, around your environment, where you really felt safe. You know, so that was pretty cool for me for her to find me there, where I could could really get the messages without the fear. You know, and it likely got you involved at the very beginning in a way which supports who you are not just as a spectator and an observer but as someone who is typically active and facilitating very uh, healing healings and conversations um from other places yeah so that was uh my intention going into my first ceremony uh you know i prepped for a month uh my vibrational level because it because what i had researched the research had determined that if you're doing any kind of healing work, then you should prep for a month. So I followed that very seriously. And my vibrational level was so high and I was full of love. So when the guests were coming in, um, you know, I was just greeting everyone with, with such love and compassion and welcoming and so delighted to be hosting this. And, you know, some were strangers, some were friends. And about a half hour into the medicine, Almost everybody in that room was annoying me. <laughs> Amazing. Right? Yeah. And I'm thinking, where is that loving woman from an hour ago? Like, what the heck is going on? And then my guides spoke into my ear as clearly as you and I are talking and said, you've got a lot of shit you have to let go of. And so I really, that message really hit home. And that's something only, it's so, so true. Only I am responsible for what bothers me. And that's one thing that I continue to work on. And, and one thing that helps me with that is, is knowing and understanding that everyone on this planet has some kind of open emotional wound. And we're all just doing the best that we can. 
you know so if i can if i can let go of my shit around other people you know about other people and that well then i can help them better so yeah it's so funny you say that because my second night in my ayahuasca journey uh was a difficult one for me uh the first one is beautiful it was short it wasn't very powerful uh it was very gentle is what i mean to say it was powerful still but the second night i uh to to add to your story for about six hours i couldn't move i couldn't get off my bed i was like this is ridiculous i felt as heavy as the heaviest rock and i was like and um and and the Yawanawa tribe was there, so they're singing and and they're really trying to raise the vibration through music, and it's because constant barrage and pounding, and and it's this fourteen-year-old girl's time, and she's been singing for about two and a half hours. It feels like. And all of a sudden, I think, like we're done the ceremony, mm-hmm. and and then, it's like. It's there. They're like, come on up for your second cup. Like we're not even close to being done the ceremony and I still can't move. And I'm like, are you effing kidding me in my mind? Right. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I I turned to my friend Daniel beside me and I'm like, are you going up again? He says, no, I'm going to not mess with this great feeling I have right now. And I'm like, I can't even move. I got to go to the washroom. I got to like purge. Like I got, and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden, I, I'm like so angry that she's singing this beautiful healing song. And I'm like, why are you so mad? And she's trying to heal everybody. She's going, her heart is spiritually in. It's a beautiful song if you hear it. And then I'm like, oh, it's me. I got to get out of my own way. And as soon as I said, I get out of your own way, I, uh, I laughed. I could move. I went to the washroom and then I spent most of the night at the fire and a whole bunch of people came and talked to me, uh, not by because they saw that I needed anybody, but just because, and it it became this amazing, uh, community again of, of what the parables of plant medicines about people started telling stories, at at the fire, Uh, but it was me. I had to get out of my own way. So you're like, I'm so annoyed at these people and I was so loving and I was, yeah, it's so amazing when you realize, uh oh it, you're gonna sh- yeah at the, at the end of every journey is a mirror and the start of another one right yeah exactly and and uh i totally relate to what you're saying because once i had that message then i totally relaxed and i saw all the beautiful sacred geometry and this amazing black panther with the greenest eyes showed up uh, you know yeah. so that was for me and every journey with mother since that and i've done probably 30 um has that that power animal has showed up for me and it's just amazing the green-eyed black panther beautiful yeah 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 so a few months later we did two nights again in my living room and you know with strangers who would become friends yeah. and the message that i got from that one was every person that you do medicine with is meant to be there and you're meant to share that experience together and to hold space for each other and to connect. And so it was it was showing me connections um in in different ways and and that's how she sh- that's the message a constant message I get from the mother almost every journey, you know. But and interesting as well. So the next day after that second time um, I booked a mediumship course at Arthur Findlay College in Stansted, England. Okay, cool. 
Yeah, and, and book the flights and everything. And this was something that I had wanted to do for years and didn't think I could afford it, blah, 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 all the excuses you come up with. And it was like right after ayahuasca, I'm like in my living room and I'm like on the computer and I booked it. Nice. And right. And so kind of the message that I got there was if you do plant or desert medicine, you can be pre- you should be prepared for shifts, you know? Wonderful shifts. ones. Right? Oh, they're they're wonderful. It. Yeah. And they're for your highest good. But for some of us human beings, the changes can be awkward. <laughs> and so one just of the like, things that. <laughs> just like being a teenager. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. It's kind of that yeah. weird, awkward growth. I'm going through it right now for sure. Exactly. Because it isn't awakening and a growth, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to embrace change and trust that I'm guided and just go with the flow, you know? How have some of those uh, changes been awkward in uh, people that you've been working with or yourself? Well, um, I have had people come to me who have had, prior to doing medicine, have had no spiritual belief system. They haven't thought about it. And then they they go on this journey and they see source. They experience other planes of existence. And it can mess you up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always been on a spiritual journey and I've always loved the uh, outliers of uh, this reality and then understanding the energetic realities you're starting to try to is this incredible uh, thing. But I can't imagine. I, I, so, you know, my mom pretty well. She has very strong spiritual beliefs about Christianity and God, but uh, won't really, doesn't really uh, like to hear me talk about plant medicine whatsoever uh, at all and she's like oh they're just doing drugs <laughs> like right <laughs> so uh so it's it's uh it's it, but she's accepting of me regardless of her she doesn't really try to change that so uh, i can't imagine if we decided to take ma on a uh on a on a journey and all of a sudden she started to see some things sometimes people close up right some people yeah. t- make decisions where, listen, that was a message from the energetic realm, and it's something for you to think about and ponder upon and to understand what it is. It may not necessarily be the time to take a significant action. Now, getting your course was a significant action with no uh, potential co- consequences or repercussions, but uh, we but have that seen is it. A good point. Yeah, that we have seen it when, it when when you're okay. This is what I'm seeing, or I'm feeling, and this is the message I'm getting from my spirit guides, or so I think it's my spirit guides. And so, one of the things I asked you always in our intuition in our intuition workshop that you were teaching me was, how do you know uh, that a message is real? And for me, I always talk about, well, I get a shiver. Right, it's actually a physical, physical uh, thing in my body. Um, but I, and then I and then there are other times when I I'm like, oh, this is just my imagination. I want this to happen, so I'm thinking it's happening. It's not really happening. Or then it's a, a memory of some sort. Uh, but it, the the moments that sort of make your you know your skin crawl or you shiver, you're like, whoa, or or there's a yeah, it's just interesting. Um, this is a great yeah, I hear, point to talk about integration you. and stuff. So here, what do you deal? How do you deal with people when they're getting to this moment of awkwardness? Um, I do cards with them mm. and explain, okay, this is a way for you to communicate with your spirit guides. What questions do you want to have? And the cards 
the answers come through in the cards so profoundly that they get it, you know, that, okay, there is more to this than I ever believed possible. And so it starts them on that path. I encourage them to get their own cards and start communicating with their guides. I encourage them to create an altar and put, you know, beautiful things on it, things that have meaning to them. I encourage them to start looking for the signs that their guides are sending them, you know, and it usually, uh, I've seen people with no spirituality are now healers mm. doing their own spiritual work, you know? So it's, um, it's a great opportunity what the medicine gives us. This is the first time anybody's talked about integration because you're sort of doing that process right now in this way. And I absolutely love it. Are the cards, I'm assuming you're talking about tarot cards. Uh, yeah, oracle cards. Yeah, tarot are a little bit different, but yes, yeah. oracle cards. Or, oracle yeah. cards, okay. Uh, and then um, creating an altar in your home for things that you are in reverence of. I love that because then it reminds you of their spiritual at all times. So you don't have to go back to your old life and be disconnected. Exactly. Exactly. And if you're if you're noticing the signs that your spirit guides are sending you, there's no way that you cannot believe. It's just too obvious. It's in your face, you know. I was here with a girl one day and we we decided to go for a walk on the beach and she she said, Okay, I would like to find feathers, you know. Everybody else talks about feathers. I would like to find feathers. We went for a walk on the beach, and in the first 10 minutes, she found 23 feathers. <laughs> it was like, okay, I get it. <laughs> My guides are here with me. They're listening, you know? So that's kind of amazing. Yeah, uh, significant. Um, was the uh, You mentioned the number. Uh, was the number significant to her as well? Um, that's a good question. I don't know because num numbers are often assigned just, as well. Yeah, you're just amazed at the fact that there are 23 of them, but I didn't ask to yeah. get into that question. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I stopped counting after that. <laughs> the late, great Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said life's most persistent and urgent question is what are you doing for others? If you are called to service and feel like you need more tools for the situations that are showing up in your life, consider the 30-week Be True to You coaching course. It changed my life and it's helped me to help others. The links are located in the podcast body. I highly recommend taking a look at them and joining us on this journey. Thanks again for listening to the Parables of Plant Medicine. You've also had some experiences that must have made you smile from ear to ear. And I'm not sure if you want to talk about uh, sure, Peru, yes, Peru but uh, man, I, I love that story. Can you talk to me about that trip? Absolutely. So in Peru, um, we spent a week in the Amazon and a week in the, uh, in the Amazon River and a week in the uh, Sacred Valley. And in the Sacred Valley, we decided to do our own private ceremony with mushrooms. And so we took some spiritual things with us. I did some, you know, advanced uh, planning and we get there and, we, and it was a real chore to get there. And it was a whole lot of, you know, to, 
to get to the space where we needed to be. And we were being guided. We knew that. And there was some, you know, stuff happening along the way. But the big key thing was one of the exercises when we did a meditation where we sent healing energy out to the planet and the universe. And um, and then we used the book uh, by Dolores Cannon. And we would just flip through the book. And wherever your thumb landed, you would read a passage from there. So I flicked, thumb landed, and the passage that I read was about how everything that we do on this planet is reflected back to us through the atmosphere. And with that, and it had been a beautiful, hot, sunny day, and we sweated getting there. And all of a sudden, um, we felt something strike us. And when we looked here, it was hail. It was hailing. Uh, what? And, yes, hail. And then thunder and lightning and was echoing in the, in the mountains and the valleys all around us, you know? And it was just amazing. So it was so affirming of the message that we had just read that, you know, what we were doing for us, it felt like what we were doing was being acknowledged by spirit. Um, through the atmosphere. And it was exactly the words that we had just read in this Dolores Cannon book. So, so hail, hail is an interesting thing. I thought it was rain. So so did it turn to rain eventually? It did turn to rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what is the significance of hail coming out? Like, did transfer? It's just mind-blowing me now that it starts as hail and turns to rain. Like, because that is, to me, just another transformation, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. And I don't know. For me, it was like there was a mess, a very powerful message being sent, and and, and clearly, we really, <laughs> <laughs> and we really needed to listen to that message. So for me, it was about um, the every thought, every action, every word, you know, every touch, everything that I'm doing has an impact on others and on the planet and you know it's through vibration you know so it's just created that awareness of how important it is to just walk this life with grace to be kind and you know check your thoughts and your words and that sort of thing you know it's amazing yeah, I, I i love that you're talking about this uh right now uh and one of the things that happened to me while i was here all that kind of relates to what you're saying about everything that you do is important is uh jody who's a friend of both of us uh, jody cool um had and i had been talking about core traumas uh mind being rejection and uh and i have a gifted um talent for sarcasm and and coming back <laughs> from insults and when you uh, when you realize what you're actually doing uh, and what you could do instead, it's amazing. So what I realized in that moment where I was a gifted uh, is I was creating more rejection to the outside world and permeating my own uh, core trauma of rejection by being amazingly sarcastic. So I protected myself being incredibly witty of tongue. But what I'm doing is I'm making someone else feel rejected. And now there's this wall that starts to come up and people don't want to either get in there or I don't want them in there. And, 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 
Jody would say, stop being so sarcastic. It's really mean. And I'm like, you're the only one that thinks that way. I'm amazing at it. And I'd get all mad. And then I'd go, wait a minute. What's she asking you to do? And she says, try to be more charming or try to be more uh, mindful and try to say like the most charismatic or nice thing that you could. At least that's the way I was thinking. And I, and I argued with her and fought with her about it for so long. And then I just said, oh, I have to change this way. And so I still have that sarcastic mind that still comes up every once in a while. But there has been this beautiful change, especially when conflict is coming at me, when I normally would try to go after uh, someone with some amazing cut downs uh, that I've learned over time that are great, uh, that protect me, that no, no, let them come and say the most charming thing back. And don't allow, don't get in that anymore. Don't let your rejection uh, continue to go to other people, and even in the tiniest way. And uh, amazing, so mindful um, for you you, to have that experience. And you feel a big shift from that? Yeah, because uh, when I do it, uh, people get confused they immediately like what they want to fight <laughs> they know who i am right and then i'm yeah. like and then i'm like oh that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me and like we're just <laughs> laughing about things and then and then you just say you know you know what i really like about you or stuff like that and they're just like they're like what and then they relax and they're like oh this guy's not gonna fight he's he's moving past whatever he's doing and he's trying to be nicer so yeah it, it was it I got to hear something probably seven times. I'm a seven times guy, but it's so true. And the greatest message that we could have is that as much as, you know, we, if we look at the size of the universe, we don't want to go out there and be overly arrogant about who we are as becoming gods, but to be able to understand that we're part of this incredible spiritual ecosystem and, as we help or be nicer to others, the mirror, the reflection, which you spoke about comes back to us and they help us and be nicer to us and others. And you create a much better world just by that one thought and that one intention every single day. I absolutely love it. Absolutely. And um, that's part of uh, the messages that I get almost every medicine journey I've taken um, is about how connected we all are and how the one thing affects another, you know, one experience, I was shown the inner workings of a clock and as one wheel moved, then the other wheel moved and then the other, you know, and it, wow. it was just this constant movement. And, and my message was that again, every movement, thought, word, action I take affects everyone else on the planet. And, um, you know, like I've felt, I've communicated with the stars and felt the pulse of insects, you know, and saw and felt the breath of the plants and trees. And so the message being there that we can see and feel that symbiotic relationship of everything and everyone if we just tune into the vibration of their energy, you know. And so I can't say enough good about uh, about psychedelics and plant medicines when it's done in a healing way with under the guidance uh, particularly of a shaman or someone who's trained and 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 incorporating uh integration um you know i had one experience where uh i was wrapped in angels wings wow 
during an individual healing. And the Titer told me afterwards that it, it was a celestial surgery, right? And um, I see the this sense of humor of the spirits and uh, of the, you know, I right? love that so much. We we often Me take this too. too seriously, and they're laughing. Yes. Yeah. So there was one experience where um, I sat with Louise Gabriel many times, title uh -huh. there. And um, so he always, at the beginning of his speech, he talks about, you know, this is medicine and, you know, it's meant to be taken seriously and that you didn't come here to see flying pigs. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> in other words, we came here to do some work on ourselves, right? Yeah. So I'm in one ceremony and I am deep in the medicine and I'm in the bathroom and there's jungle cats of every different kind in the room with me and they're all coming at me from different directions and i'm just totally out of my body and it's just a little tiny bit overwhelming right and i hear louise gabrielle walking down the hall because he has these ankle shakers on so they're jangling so he jangles down the hall and out from behind all of my jungle cats flies a pig <laughs> and, and flies and flaps its way down the hallway after Louise Gabrielle, right? Flapping his wings as fast as he can to keep up with him and keep his little piggy body up in the air. So it was just such a good humorous thing, you know? And then an, another time, I think it was the same night, I saw all these rows and rows and rows of celestial beings. And then right up at the front of the row, there was one bent down like say he was praying almost but he had his head down to the ground and his arse was bare <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that was about and another night um i was swung in a blanket you know when you're you're a kid and and two people hold the ends of a blanket and they swing you yeah uh well i was swung like that three or four times and then catapulted out to the universe Whoa. you know and it was Oh, pure childlike joy and wonder. It was just amazing, right? And, uh, you know, I also see that humor in the cards when I work with other people, you know? They often, they, the spirits have an amazing sense of humor. I love it. I, uh, I love it too. And I'm so excited that uh, I get to do this mushroom journey today and that I've had the interview with you because I've never really thought about humor in spirituality as deeply as I will tonight and uh, for that. So I thank you so much for that, Denise. My pleasure. Yeah, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way for them to do that, to do some integration work or to uh, talk more about your healing um, place? Um, so I guess um, email may be the best. It's uh, Denise, D-E-N-I-S-E hyphen Murphy at live.com. Uh, or WhatsApp, I guess, 709-763-4350. Um, Perfect. Yeah, and you, you mentioned our retreat center at the beginning. We do uh, hope to open that in about six months' time, and integration from plant medicine is going to be the focus, along with other beautiful you know, journeys and experiences. But, I'll, I'll be know, there so in the first six months to, uh, to do ceremony with you. I'm very excited about we, it. And, we yeah. look forward to having you. Thanks so much for taking the time, Denise. Uh, you have you are an angel out here in Costa Rica and in Canada, wherever you're at. And uh, I'm absolutely delighted to have met you and to continue uh, our friendship. Um, 
as we continue along. And thank you again for bringing humor back into spirituality today. My pleasure. Give your mom a hug for me. I will. Oh, yeah.